you tuning out Alliance Podcast episode seven. You happy now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, good, good, good. We on. We live. Well, I'm, I'm King Gabe. I don't know who the hell was just talking to y'all right now. We got J Rock in the building. <laughs> y'all know who I am. Why? <laughs> hey, you wild now this episode. <laughs> Everybody feeling good? Everybody feeling good? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, it's warming up a little bit, so I'm happy. You know, I thought it was going to be raining again. You know, we always battle weather when we come into your crib. I don't know why that is, but With you no know, warning. But as soon as y'all get here, though, it gets really sunny. Like, look outside. Look at that beautiful weather. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's right. That's a beautiful it's Texas weather. That's all right. It's me, though, Crab Y'all niggas hating. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, move on. All right, uh, we can go ahead and oh, jump so, into the... Okay, no, go ahead and cut me so, off, fine. So, no, nah, I mean, I just want to say, you know, I mean, I, Black Panther did come out. Black Panther know. did come out. Shout out to Black Panther. Shout I out to BP. Saw it. Yeah. I, I don't want y'all to talk about because I haven't seen it yet. But I do want to ask y'all this. Well, you took I'm, a major L with that one. Huh? Yeah, you better take yeah, L. Yeah, Especially I, when the sequence come out. I know, but you know what? <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a double-edged sword to me because I don't like, I don't like seeing movies on opening night. Why? Because like it be like it's it's too much going on like too it's too many people it's like too, it's too many ratchet people and it's everybody's talking wow. and yelling and laughing and all that stuff. I mean, so I was gonna ask y'all like how was that ex- not watching the movie but how was the experience? What, what movie theater did you go to? Anyone? I'll, I'll go to AMC. I'll go to um, Studio Movie Grill. Like it don't matter. Like opening night weekend for whatever movie I've seen has been trash. I will tell you, Black Panther was an experience. That was amazing. Um, go ahead, Jay. So I just went Friday to yep. go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because Red's been talking about a movie pass, I went uh, download movie pass. Shout out to movie to, pass. And I went to Stupid Movie Stupid Movie Grill on Spring Valley. It was amazing. Three o'clock. It was probably half the theater was full because I, I was, you know I wanted to go early mm. that way it wouldn't be packed that way I could get a screening. But it was amazing. Like there was no. Of the outside chatter, like I've never been to a, a open night theater where there's what you're talking about. Oh, like, where are you going? Where, where do you get in this experience at? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Shit, I, well, maybe you, it's the you in Garland, ain't you? You in Garland, ain't you? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, it's it's anywhere from Mesquite to Dallas to Rockwall. Like, yeah, okay, so it's anywhere. But is it children for you, or is it? You say what? It's like kids crying, like what, like. No, no, no. It's like it's it's people that are being like it's they're over exaggerated. You know, like when a part actually happened, everyone's like, oh, and oh, and kind of just want to just sit there and just watch the movie. That's that's part of the movie experience. That nah, is kind of. It depends. I mean, I get it, but when it's over exaggerated, no, nah, like, I, I hear, you, you I hear get what to you're a saying. Point to where you're not going to enjoy the movie. No, I, I hear what you're saying. You 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 basically just trying to say that we act too black. So <laughs> that, that's what you try to get at. You nah, you like, trying to skate around this issue. No, so no, you no, want no, everybody in the theater just be just silent, silent the whole movie. unemotional. No. Somebody tell a joke, hey, you better not laugh. No, right. not, <laughs> not, not talking about. I'm not, I'm not saying it like that. I'm, I'm meaning like, like if a scary part happens, you know, be scared. But then, like when people be like, oh, don't go into that room. He in there. Don't go, girl, run. Oh my god, he fell. Get up. <laughs> you know, bullshit like that. <laughs> Like, I get what? it, but it's like it's, sometimes it's like it's too much. Hold you up, really I ain't gonna movie. lie. I ain't gonna lie. When we went to go watch Get Out, <laughs> that was, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I literally picked that, that whole. Was necessary, though. 
Yo, Get Out, but Get Out was the exception to the rule because Get Out, part of the the atmosphere of going to Get Out was watching other people, especially the interracial couples, like just to see how they reacted to certain yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, like you would see the black dude dating a white girl, and then the black dude would be like, "That bitch crazy," and then the white girl would look at him like, "But I mean." It, yeah, yeah that's the nation. maybe it is me i just i like, think it's i like you. going to see, watch a movie and like when scary shit happens i like to be scared but i will like, i, I like will, was talking during the movie though. i will say this though when we went to black panther um the bottles came out the cups came out in the theater really? yeah like we we was we was like 10 deep and like the bottles the cups came out the wine was there the the oh, i don't know they had a patron there like it, i mean it was i believe it it, it was a it was a good but the thing is, it toned everybody so down that we really embraced the movie. That's what's up. We felt like we were in Wakanda. That's what's so, up. So, anyway. That's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. Wow. Wait, Rez, what theater was that? Uh, we were in um, Cinemark West, Plano. Mm, wow. There you have it. Yeah. Security was there. <laughs> but um, they sure. yeah. but they were really laid back. Really lazy. I mean, we'll get, we'll get into this more later. But, um, yeah, they, it was cool. That's what's up. So, yeah, yeah. For, yeah. I, for me, I, I love that whole experience. So, for me, it feeds into it. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the to the wins and losses for this week. Move on. Uh, so, I'm like Abe from a couple weeks ago. Uh, my week was neutral. <laughs> I didn't have anything relevant happen. I was just, you know, nothing too good, nothing too bad for this week. Okay. What okay. about you guys? Um, mine was decent. It was decent. You know, it was you know Valentine's Day. Yeah, mm. that came. Mm. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't nothing, you know. I didn't Valentine's, you can take a lot of wins and losses. Yeah. yeah. So me, like I said, you know, I was telling y'all last week, my wife's birthday kind of, it's kind of in between all of them Ooh. or both of them. Yep. So I kept it simple, but you know, it was it was simple, but then meaningful at the same time. You yeah. Know, yeah. Like, it was at work, you know, I took her out to lunch, got her some flowers, and then she's a teacher, so I got, I bought her classroom candy. Mm. You know, and she appreciated it, so I feel like that's a little win. Nice, nice little Valentine's Day win, I think. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I concur. I, I caught a W on Valentine's Day, but that's just because, like, my wife, my wife is amazing. So she, she, she hooked it up for us. So she, she pretty much just cooked everything that a black woman knows how to cook all at once. It was just like <laughs> the black soul food Thanksgiving Valentine's. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, and all I had to do was, uh, you know, go get the wine and. Uh, go get the uh, what was it? Nothing but cakes, nothing but cakes, nothing but cakes. Nothing Thank you. Whatever. <laughs> shout out, shout out to, <laughs> shout out to nothing but cakes. <laughs> Gotta say it all slow. Y'all have one out here? Uh, no. I was gonna say <laughs> no. I, I, uh, I was uh, I think I was in Carrollton. Oh man. Yeah, I was Maybe. I was way out there. Carrollton or Richardson, one of them. But um, they in the same section. Not really, but um, yeah, Valentine's Day was dope. And then pretty much. I mean, I had Black Panther, so I mean, that's a W for Black culture. How many times are they gonna see the movie? Seven, maybe fifteen. Yeah, for real. Movie oh, pass, like oh yeah, I got movie pass. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say how much, how many times are they gonna pay to see it? But that's what's up. Oh, uh, let's see, once nine ninety nine. I paid that nine ninety nine, so I can. Uh, you know what? Hold on, pump, 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 pump the brakes. We we need to stop plugging movie pass till they actually sponsor us, because we we really giving them a lot of. Free advertisements, like I mean, if this was network marketing, I should have a check. <laughs> Cause I'd inferred a couple people. Matter of fact, one of my homeboys listening in right now, like he referred me to it. He he should have got a commission for that. Oh yeah. So I mean, 
Put a hundred dollars in his pocket, movie pass. Hey man, word of mouth is, is why y'all why y'all trying to say AMC lunch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh nah, we can go ahead and jump into our first little main topic. Uh it's something I've been struggling on for a minute. And uh that's time management. You do know, we how- do many topics? I think all of our topics, topics are major. Yeah. I think we should give ourselves more credit. I, I think, I think, so too. I think okay. all our topics are big topics. So for our, our first, first main major, topic. There yeah, go. there you go. Yeah, talk uh, that shit, Jake. Time that sounds better. Uh, that's something that I've been struggling with for a minute. You know, this um, how to find time to get everything I need to do in a day done okay. and not just, you know, procrastinate so much. Okay. Uh, so um, I, I was um, two weeks ago, actually, I was um, at a shop. Uh, I was talking to the owner of it. And like they've been doing major renovations there. Like um, over the past six months, they've changed out the floors, you know, changed all the tiles, putting up a uh, crown roll molding around the whole shop, everything. So I'm like, no, how did y'all do this so quickly? Because most times when people start renovating, they do very little bit and it takes them a year to do it. And like they've done it within like three months time period. Yeah. So he's like, so with me, I make a list. Everything I need to do, I put on a list. I just cross it out. Uh, as I get stuff done and that's how I live my life so it makes me just do everything faster because I want to get everything off the list as quick as possible hmm. so I'm like you know I said okay I'm gonna try it so I went to Walmart I got a uh, a dry erase board it's like $15 for a thing it's like a 14 by 11 or something something like that but I wrote down everything I need to do for the week everything I need to do for the day and as I started doing it just start crossing everything out and mm. the first thing, number one, is showed me how much stuff I actually do. Hmm. Because when it, you're just doing stuff, you don't think about it. Well, I got to get this. Right. I got this. I can get this done. But when you have to actually write it out, you have a, you have more of an agenda to your day. So I've been doing that for the uh, past week. It's really been helping me out with getting stuff done. Make sure I don't push stuff over that needs to be done today. Make sure I have a deadline for stuff. Uh, so do y'all have any type of system set up for time management or what's y'all's experience with that? Uh, you know, I was pretty good with time management once upon a time. <laughs> <laughs> then he lost track of time, man. Then I, I lost track of it for real, <laughs> man. Cause you know, um, like I ain't gonna lie. Like being a, being a dad, like that messes, I ain't gonna say it messes up a lot of stuff, but it, <laughs> Boy, you've been taking a lot of shots of father lately, like, <laughs> like a lot nah, of, but you got no, nah, you gotta you gotta change you gotta change your 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 thing up. You gotta change your your timing and your your time management up a lot because a lot of what you do you have to take into account this other person. Right, so it's not just about you anymore. Absolutely, it's not. So it's like time management. It's kind of like a a gray area for me right now, right? Because it's like shit, I have to be somewhere at eleven, right? So I like me. I know how long it takes for me to get ready to be somewhere by a certain time, right? Right. I can be ready by that time, but daughter, she done shit on herself. <laughs> she done got hungry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She done got what hungry. You know what I'm saying? And so that just that you know that I have to I have to account for that extra time that may or may not even happen. So right. it's like me, like cause my daughter, she's five months. You know what I'm saying? So I'm still adjusting to trying to do that. You right, know right. So time management, it's, it's still kind of a work. It's it's a working area for me right now. Yeah, for me, um. Nah, uh, I no time management is probably like one of my my greatest weaknesses. Uh, my mom will tell you that. My wife will tell you that. Uh, my job will tell you that. Like every, I mean, it's pretty much a consensus. Um, my pastor will, around the world. My pastor will tell you that. 
he would be like, he'd be like, Brother Sanders, <laughs> glad you could join a congregation. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, thank, thank you, Pastor. I was just trying to get by offering. No, um, that's not that's not true. But I think it is. There's a little bit of truth in that. There's a little bit of truth in that. No, sometimes, dog, if you ever go to church, man, and you just barely miss the offering. Don't you, your spirit just feel a little better? No, I'm kidding. Let me stop trolling. This nigga barely be missing the offering. <laughs> <ain't perfect. laughs> yo, be like, that train's never late. I know, right there in the parking lot. Shit. I yo, yo. Yeah, three more minutes, we got to go in. Hold up. You <laughs> <laughs> standing outside listening. Hey, then they, then they preach the, the sermon, and then and then the deacon or the, or the assistant pastor come up. Well, you know what? That meant so good. I think we need to take another offering. Take another like, offering. Be like, take damn it. <laughs> wow. No, but... um. I mean, it's, we already stepped to the bib, the biblical portion of it uh, to speak to what J Rock was saying, writing it down. Well, and the Bible says, write it, write the vision, and make it plain, and that's how you basically get stuff accomplished. Mm-hmm. I just struggle with, um, I think I struggle with writing stuff down. So I, I'm gonna try that, Jay, uh, and I'll get back to y'all to see if that makes some sort of uh, difference. I'm pretty sure it is because I remember Harvard did a report on that. They did like a study on a class of people who I think half didn't write anything and half did. And then they came back like after a certain amount of time and the people that actually wrote it down had a greater percentage of completion rate than the people who just said they were just going to do it. So, yeah. 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 What's, yeah. what's that uh phrase? Trust a dull pencil over a sharp mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and even when you write something down, like if I, cause you make a good point. If I write something down, I physically see it mm-hmm. and I complete it and I cross it off. That's like a sense of like, damn, okay, I actually, I finished something right. versus just kind of blindly doing it because you know you have to do it. Right. Like you see yourself crossing it off. It's like, okay, damn, shit, I wanted to do X amount of things today and I did it and you feel good. You yeah. feel accomplished. And like for me, it's like even like with iPhones, like anytime you have an alert or a text message, you have that little red number. You got, you know, and. Oh, the badge. Right. Mm. And that's annoying to me. It's like, okay, let me go ahead and read these text messages. I don't like it showing that I haven't done something. That is true. That is true. I'm I'm bad about that, especially with email. Like, yeah, if my email is backed up. I clear that whole shit before I do anything else. I don't like. I don't <laughs> like. It's, I don't it's like annoying. Yeah. It's so annoying, bro. My email got like seven thousand unread emails in it. See, hell no, nah, bro. I had to get on to my bro about that shit because he had like ten thousand of them hoes just sitting, and I was like, yep. you're not gonna clear that shit out. Nope. <laughs> Maybe that's just that, that that OCD or the anal part of me. Yeah, not but but if it makes sense because like when you when uh, you look at it when people are dreamcasting and people are making oh, I miss my dreamcast. Yeah, uh, they make a vision board because mm. it's something that you can see every day. Right. Versus it's something that you just think about. Right. So t- to me, it makes sense. So it's something I've been working on. So you know, definitely, if it makes sense for y'all, you know, try it and uh, let me know what you think about it. Let me ask you a question though before we move off of this. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried writing stuff down on your phone? Because I do that and it still doesn't work. Like, I think you think there's a difference between digitally writing something and physically writing something. I think it is. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I think it is because you can you can digitally write something in your phone and kind of a sense associated to just sending a text message. Right. You know, at least me personally. Like, if I go in my notes and I see something, like half the time, I'll forget that it's there right. until I need to go in my notes and write something else. Facts. It's like, well, oh shit, this is here. You know, I think... Once you get back to the actual physical part of writing it down, one, I think it retains better when you physically write it down. Mm-hmm. And then two, I think, like I said, just seeing it and then being able to physically cross something out as far as completing something is better than just backspacing and deleting something. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, like, speaking of that, like I said, I, I went to Walmart, got a dry race board. 
I put it in my bedroom wall. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I see in the morning when I wake up is my list. Mm-hmm. And if it's just on your phone, it's easier to not just open up your apps where you have messages or if you have a checklist on your phone, if you're not open up the app, you'll never see it. Right. Versus if you have a sheet of paper that, let's say you post it to the door before you leave, you have to see that piece of paper or you have a mountain wall. You have to see that every day. Right. It's not, not something that you can just hide around or not open. Right. Plus, man, it's so much shit on your phone that can distract you. You know what I'm saying? That's, somebody, nice point. Oh, that's a good point. Me too. Exactly. All that stuff. Email, all that stuff. So you may not even get back to that message that you left yourself. The black hole of YouTube is real, dog. The, the related video section, man, you, you click one video and you watching. Like, I watch ESPN. That's how I get all my sports news. The related videos are forever. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, how, that's how all that stuff set up. YouTube, social media, the algorithm set up to... Have yeah, a never, yeah. have a never ending timeline. You know what I'm saying? I think I kind of feel that way with, with books too. Like I don't know, it's something about me to just like I like physical stuff. I like holding a book. Like ebooks don't really work for me. You know, like mm. I think it's just me like just like liking the physical a- attribute of stuff. All right. You know okay. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I just I just kind of wanted to get y'all take on that because I, I struggle with that. I'll try to write something digitally and it just nah. Cause yeah, like to me, it's too easy for me to. To, to ignore it facts so mm-hmm. that's what's up that's what's up well you know what i had a um i had a unique experience um what was that oh, yesterday boy. what okay now go ahead i get a little nervous when you have uh, unique experiences you never know what's gonna come <laughs> up with you oh <laughs> <laughs> nah nah i had a unique experience so i'm pulling up into the neighborhood right and i see this um group of kids uh walking up and I get out the car and the first thing I hear is, hey, mister. So I was like, ah, shit. They gonna ask me to buy something. Selling Girl Scout cookies. Bruh. Might get some Samoas. We in there. Yeah, yeah. They were, well, my people. Oh, struggling. is that what they were doing? I mean, they were selling cookies, but <laughs> I don't talk. It wasn't Girl Scouts. It was, it was oh. like, it was just like a group of kids. Like they, they came through and they were like, uh, I was like, hey, mister, um, you know, uh, would you like to donate some money? I didn't even ask because, um, you know, again, I was in my Black Panther experience. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to support the culture. So there you go. I didn't even care what they were selling. I was going to give them some money. But I realized my my thought process when I first saw them, when they said, hey, mister. And I was like, ah, sh-. like I was like, huh, like. I don't really like to be bothered sometimes when it comes to like, when I know someone's going to ask me for money, sometimes it's just like, like, I don't know. This may, this might be a little controversial, but, uh, me and my mom had this conversation about this, like, um, homeless people, right? Yeah. Mm. I would go to church in South Dallas. We have a multitude of homeless in South Dallas. Right. Uh So I know these people, like some of these people have been on the block since I was in high school, and that's like 15 years ago. Oh, wow. Or 14, 13 years ago. Like, I know these people, and they're still there. And over time, like, I was giving them money, and then eventually I kind of got to the point, I was like, well, is this really, is this really what, what I, what's the best way to get them help? Because hmm. I, I just, I really didn't know. Uh, and I, I kind of had a, a conflict uh, between that, and I remember... Uh, my mom, uh, this is just her insight on it. She was just saying that she likes to contribute to programs that will help the homeless because sometimes a person's not in their right mind. You don't know what they're spending money on and you might be contributing to a habit that's bringing them further into darkness or chaos or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
well, quick sidebar, because I had a funny story on this. I remember when I was in, in Tallahassee, I was in college. Okay. Um, I was at this McDonald's. Um, no, I was at, a, it was FedEx. It was right by this McDonald's. I was at this FedEx and uh, fully suited out. Um, I was doing some business there. I was trying to mail out some applications, right? And this homeless uh, woman rolled up on me. And so she was like, hey, um, uh, I'm uh, trying to get some 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 stuff for my kids. And, you know, would you mind giving me some money? And I mm-hmm. said, yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, you know, how old are the kids? So she told me how old the kids were. I said, well, what do they need? And they, she said, you know, they need like toilet paper and tissue and stuff like that. I said, okay, cool. I said, well, let's go. And I started walking. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me. She was like, where are you going? I was like, to, to the store. Exactly. Let, yeah, you had to let, get what you needed. Yeah, let's let's go to the store. And so I just start started walking. I didn't even look back. And she started following me. And then not even two minutes into the walk, she was like, Well, if you can't give me no money, then bump it. We don't need your sh-. And then she stormed off. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, hold up. I was like, your kids, what kids? need tissue and toilet paper. I'm going to get the tissue and toilet paper. Yep. But because I didn't give her the cat, so I mean, I you know, that was just a sidebar. But the point was, um, I started realizing that um, it's a skill that I need to work on, um, as far as like a money skill. And so I actually did some research on it, and apparently there are three money skills that people uh, typically have to work on. Uh, the first one is spending, second one is saving, and the third one is giving. Uh, now, just to kind of get some insight on it. Uh, what they was talking about on the spending part was the skill that we have to work on when spending money is spending money properly and spending money reasonably. But also the other side to that coin on spending is learning to enjoy your money and Mm -hmm. learning to enjoy life with your money. And I felt like when I heard that, I felt some type of way because I, I struggle with the enjoying my money. That's my weakness. Like, like mm. I like to store money. I don't like to go out there and, and splurge and do a lot of stuff. And so, you know, thank God for my wife. My wife actually, you know, helps me get out more. And she actually polishes up that weakness for me because mm. she's more of a spender. Now, she's... Most she's, women are. Well, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was a shot. That was a shot. <laughs> Like throw, flag on the play. Uh, that was J Rock that said that. Yeah, for flag. all the women out there listening, I just want to y'all know that. Flag on the play. <laughs> flag on the play. Unnec- unnecessary roughness. I mean, he's, he's right though. I mean, yeah, he is. I right. mean, I'm right. Right. Yo, bro, he's right. Hey, no, he's play. right. We just need to, we just need to leave him on the edge by himself. We got we got something to protect. <laughs> but um. Usually, um, you know, you got your two types of people. You got your spenders and your savers since, you know, J-Rock kind of already hit on that. But um, I wanted to ask y'all as far as spending, like, do y'all fall on either side on as far as like being more reasonable or, you know, proper with the spending or struggling to splurge a little bit on yourself? Um, Me, I'm one, I don't like people buying me stuff. And then two, like when I I don't Facts. buy stuff a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I buy, when I actually want to buy something. All right. I mean, actually, when I go to buy something, I want to buy something I really want. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So as far as just splurging and blowing my money, I mean, I'm not going to do that. You know, me and some potters, we might go to Top Golf or something like that every, 
you know, once a blue moon or something like that. But I'll rarely spend money on myself. I'm usually saving it, you know, trying to pay down debt, looking into investments like Rock said last on the right. last episode. But like, I don't really spend money. But when I do, like when I you buy something, like I, I won't buy nothing for a whole year and I'll turn around and I'll buy a drone. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. You know, yeah. so that's, that's kind of my habit with it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, for me, it's a little bit of both. Um, that's good balance. I mean, yeah, because yeah, like, I don't like going out and buying a lot of stuff, but like I said, if it's something that I enjoy doing, if it's a hobby that I'm doing, right. then I don't mind spending money because it's something that I enjoy. But at the same time, you know, I don't just give, you know, I, I don't spend, un, you know, just unnecessarily. If I don't have to spend it for something I don't have to have, right. then, you know, I, I try not to spend it. And then also with, you know, starting up the savings, I'm looking more into budgeting more making sure that when I do spend money, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Like versus like, you know, just eating out. Like that used to be a weakness. I used to, you know, instead of just go home cook, I'd, you know, go out, spend money at McDonald's, Taco Bell, all these, you know, fast food places. Right. But now I'm tr- working on savings, <laughs> I budget more. So I was like, well, I can spend literally a fourth of what I'm spending when I spend out yeah. and just save that money. So yeah. for me, it's a balance between both. Yeah. Man, you, you don't realize how much money you save until you stop Bro. eating fast food for real for real like once you stop literally eating fast food you'll realize that you spent you save like almost 50 dollars hundreds like right. it adds up quick bro that's a real quick like, i hadn't i don't think i've had i mean i've had subway but like usually it's like you know water burger golden chick or something like that like once i stop doing all that and you realize how much money you're actually saving like you could actually you can build up a savings just by not eating fast food yeah alone and putting that money into a savings account quick quick uh thing on that i remember um so i was working uh this auto insurance uh company and it was right across the street from like a mcdonald's it was right across the street from uh like a china restaurant chinese restaurant everything like that and i remember um when i stopped going there because i was spending probably like seven to ten dollars a day just for lunch right yeah and so like in a week i was dropping 35 to 50 bucks each week just to eat lunch and I'm going to be hungry like four hours later. Mm -hmm. So to speak to your point, Ave, when I, when I actually started buying food and bringing my lunch, uh, it helps, you know, when, when your lady cooks for you. So, you know, (laughs) y'all better start recruiting. (laughs) 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 For real. But, but, um, literally I was sitting there, I was like, man, like I'm spending like $200 a month on lunch. Yeah. You know, fifty dollars a week, four weeks. I was like, man, like that's that's some bread. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, that I mean, it makes a huge difference. So, yeah, and it's just it's healthier when you cook. Like, even yeah, if, that's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if I don't know, like you frying a bacon chicken or something. Like, it's like you can fry your own chicken, and it could be healthier than you going to a chicken place. Yeah, because you know exactly yeah. what you put in it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know what type of oil you're gonna use, yeah. what type of batter you're gonna use, what type of salt salt you're gonna use, and like it's just. I don't know. I, I've I've been like on this. I don't want to say a health kick, but like a not eating fast food kick. And right, man. It's just, it's just it's something different. Yeah, easily. Well, um, the next thing that they talked about, uh, the next money skill that they say we need to basically work on, or at least be conscious of, and try to improve is savings. So the thing with the savings is one, you gotta have an emergency fund set up. Yeah. Obviously, you gotta have. You got to have the college retire the college set up if you have kids and really you need to save because well nigga you got to retire like some someday you ain't going to be working. Uh-huh. So 
if you really don't have that skill unlocked, like you can get into a lot of trouble. You can run into a lot of problems with that. Uh, and like again, y'all y'all are heavy on the investment tips, so right. you can't invest shit if you don't have shit. No, that is true. So straight up, so I think savings is pretty self explanatory. Um, the 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 one I'm a little more interested in is the giving aspect. So that's the third money skill, and that's the one that I feel basically is probably going with the cookie story uh and the example the one i probably had to work on a little bit more because again when i saw the girls uh come through and they were like hey mister and they were asking me for the cookies yeah i did think like oh shit i, I really don't want to i really want to support right I, I, I really don't i i just i just didn't like i wasn't in that mood i wasn't in that mindset uh and i was like well damn it's black panther day so <laughs> I, I gotta say yes uh, but I was glad I like, you know, what's crazy. It's like when I gave them the money, I felt good. Was it Girl Scout cookies? Hell no. Nah. Like, oh. <laughs> I, well, you no. sounded disappointed. With no, that. no, for real. no, I thought like, he had his heart set on some smokes. <laughs> no, because when you see a tribe, uh, God damn, I am watching Black Panther too much. When you see a group of kids, <laughs> a, tri- a tribe of kids, <laughs> a tribe of kids, <laughs> a tribe complex. You, you only seen this movie what? Once? You already calling about tribes and once officially, you know. That's between me and you. Uh, Look, and audience, listen. uh, When I see this group of kids come up on us, right, uh, and they're like, "Hey, Mister," they lead with the donation. They lead with the money. Right. I don't know what I'm buying, but I'm like, I have to say yes because this is a group of kids. They're black kids. It's Black Panther Day. I'm in this in this mode. I'm going to give them this. Like they they caught me in the right moment. They did. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, I would have peeled off on <laughs> But no, uh, so so I give them the money, and they was like, okay, well, do you, this is the thing. Mm. I gave them the money, and then they offered me the cookie. I don't even know if the cookie was for sale. These niggas just walking around with a bag of cookies. That's right, because I remember I gave them the money, and they was like, thank you. Do you want a cookie? So they made me choose. I could have been like, no, I don't want the cookie. I just gave you $2 for nothing. Bro, like the hustle, bro. The bro, hustle, these, bro. These niggas, they they wouldn't even sell it to the dog. These niggas walked out the house cookies. with their mama cookies and was like, "Hey man, let's see if we get some money from this." Oh nigga. my god! And they was right. like, "Huh? Can you give us two dollars?" You was nice it. enough to do it. They was like, "Well, hold on, hold on. I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna roll, roll, kill them. Like they didn't ask for a specific amount of money. They just said, "Hey, would you like to donate some money?" Got I don't you. even know what the cause was. Well, what was that uh, Boondocks episode with uh, with Huey and Riley? He was the like, cause, razor. I'm the cause, cause I want to be rich. Cause I want to get this crop. I'm the cause, nigga. <laughs> cause I want this yacht. Man. Yo, shout out to Boondocks, man. But yeah, so, so they offered me the cookie, man. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get this green Girl Scout box cookie because I'm like, they look official. Right. Man, they pulled out some fucking red box that they probably got from Family Dollar. It had a little tape on it. They, they, they peeled it open. Like, Bro, wow. you will not be firing up these little kids in this locker. Rolling these kids for Yo, no reason. You will nah. not be firing up these little kids on this podcast. Nah, they live bro. in my neighborhood, man. I'm going to get their parents to listen to this episode. <laughs> like, you know, let, me tell you what, let me tell you what Tommy Deal and Phil did to me, the little Rugrats. Tommy Lil and Phil, like, stealing these damn cookies from your parents' pantry. <laughs> 
that's crazy. And that's like that's kind of my because I, I like giving, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, but it's kind of really hit or miss miss with me based on how I feel because like you don't know what what kind of motive people have. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like I don't know. Like when I'm out or something. Like I, I had I had an instance where like I'll get to the point to where I'll give all of my leftover food away to somebody mm. but then I'll have a point that's respect yeah you know what I'm saying that's then I, I'll have a, a case where it's like I see somebody I'm like mm, is this nigga trying to pull something like oh, nah, I'm good so mm-hmm. like I, I kind of battle with that giving I guess right. all the time well not giving all the time but giving and then yeah. like it's like the the human side of me is like okay do they have an ulterior motive going on yeah so I'm gonna say something I'm not shitting on homeless people before I say this oh boy <laughs> That's a hell of a disclaimer. Yeah, that is. What the fuck you finna say? <laughs> you get this PSA out the way. <laughs> Hold on. What? what the hell you about to say? Go ahead. Man, so the area I live in is, a, is I won't say a lot of homeless people, but you oh, see them deep. a lot. So I'm off of 635. So every on ramp and exit ramp, there's <laughs> one person there with a sign. Hey, need food, whatever. So niggas be on rotation. Man, I think they work shifts. They do. But <laughs> I, I used to like, live over there. I didn't do grab the job. <laughs> Bro, we shitting on kids and homeless people. On this no, what no. What's going on? All right, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna clean it up. Go ahead, Jay. All right, so but um, I was going to Kroger, so you know, just going grocery shopping because, mm-hmm. like we said, trying to save money, not eating out so much. Right. Uh, leaving, this guy comes up. You know, hey, my uh, car just broke down. I need some gas money. Uh, I just need ten dollars so I can get back to the hotel. Um, I really believe that you're in a hotel, but you know what? I'm in a good mood. I gave him. Hold on, hold on. He said ten dollars for the hotel. No, no, to get, get gas. gas to go to the oh, hotel. I was about to say, come this on, boy, don't believe <laughs> like, come, on. <laughs> come on, cuz get your lot together. <laughs> what? Ten dollars for the hotel? <laughs> You yeah, Motel 2? Like, real, because Motel 6 ain't even like goddamn $10 like, a night. Like, man, we will not leave the lights on for $10. Yeah. Hell no. You didn't even have electricity in that motherfucker for $10. <laughs> Yo, go ahead, man. But yeah, so, I'm sorry. That's all good. So we I, back. I gave him <laughs> $10. Oh, so I gave him $10 so I can get the gas or whatever. So fast forward a month, I'm at the gas station. Mm. This man walked up to me. He's like, you know, hey, you know, I just got to the hospital. I'm like, you the same bum I gave money to earlier. I looked around. You ain't got no car. Where the, where your, oh, <laughs> where, no. Where, where that gas money went, homie? Man. <laughs> man. See, that's, that's, that's the shit I'll be talking about. That's the stuff I'll be worried about, man. Like, I, I, I love giving, but cases like this is like, if I run across the same one. Yeah. And a different story. Yeah. Your first story don't check out no more. Yeah. Bro. I can't give it to you no more, man. Nah, you ain't gonna get it. <laughs> he said, man, I just need pop. Nah, man, you good. <laughs> All right, let me clean this up. Uh, nah, before you clean it up, I'm gonna do one. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He has another homeless person. I think he I got one more. <laughs> but so, like, what makes so bad is the media puts it out there, right? Okay. Because uh, it was like five years ago, they had a story about how people used to this who weren't homeless used to go out and beg for money instead right. of working. Mm-hmm. And they, they had a home, they were able to uh, find work, but this whole now sign, if you get five people to give you $10 an hour, that's $50 an hour. Winning. Untaxed. No tax. Untaxed. So people just, you know, they have people who just go out there and beg for money just because they don't want to work because you can make more money off street untaxed right. than you mm-hmm. can actually work and getting a job. So. That is true. 
No, that is real. But I mean, like, just from the standpoint of homeless, uh, like, look, we we understand that there are people that are really homeless, right? And who really need it? And absolutely. who they then they really so I don't think anybody on the podcast is making light of that, uh, or is not aware of that. However, there is a hustle to the homeless game, right? And the hustle is real. The hustle is real. I've seen people get on rotations. I've been in South Dallas where a dude was uh, on the side of the road. Uh, what was that? I think that was off Dolphin Road. And the dude was holding a sign. He was working his shift. Nigga walked over to a fucking BMW. Ooh. Like, oh. like it's it. that's a real thing. Like, that's not yeah. like what J-Rock was alluding to on the news. Like, that that happens. But there's levels to the hustle. Um, I know a dude. He'd been on a block for a minute. And there's nothing around him. There's literally nothing. There's no food, no, no restaurants, no nothing. Right. Niggas lips dry, skins toe up, jeans tattered. He's struggling. Two blocks down the road, there's another dude, homeless yeah. guy. He's right across the street from McDonald's, right across the street from a gas station. Mm-hmm. Skin is lotioned up. Like, he's he looks healthy. He looks well-fed. Wow. Yeah, fresh edge. Well, no, nah, his edge up wasn't his edge okay. up wasn't right. Well, he's a white dude, uh, smart. Oh, never mind. I mean, well, I mean, white people can have sharp edge edges. But I'm I'm saying like like I'm I'm actually speaking to the savviness of this because okay. the the black homeless dude wouldn't shit around. He was just barren wasteland. The white homeless dude took his ass to McDonald's and the gas station. <laughs> this dude like literally was right down the street from my apartment complex. I seen him on that block for at least five months. And he would get these um, people to give him some money, and he would walk his ass over to the McDonald's and yeah. get a dollar menu yeah. meal. Dude was well fed. Like he would take it. He would literally come back with a freaking uh, cardboard sign uh-huh. with a Sprite bottle, a McDonald's bag, and a freaking bag of candy from like Chevron. He had to hustle on lock. I'm just saying, like, there's levels. Of, like, even if you're homeless, like. Some people, they're just a little more savvy. And you just got to know, like, when you're giving, if we're going to tie this back into the main point, is basically be aware uh, when you're giving. Because that could be a weakness because your your heart could be so forgiving to people that you don't save anything. Right. So you're really not of use to anybody because when, when shit hits the fan and you have an emergency you're not really prepared for that because you gave everything away so you have to have a balance i mean it's good to give but not to your detriment and sometimes people that are givers they struggle to save Mm -hmm. well you are used to everybody just just not yourself well okay yeah there you go there you go (laughs) but well i mean i mean if we go further that point you are used to everybody for a period of time then you go through your shit if you can't bail yourself out you can't bail nobody else out either you basically useless at that point and they can't bail you out because you bailing them out, right? So I tie that in. That yeah. was good. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask y'all this: Do y'all think it's better to to give money or give time? I thought you were about to say it's better to give or receive. <laughs> it's always better to receive. Anyway, uh, pause. I was going to go there. I was going to go there. Pause. Nope. Pause. I bet you nigga, we on top or on bottom. What, 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 what you talking about? Nah, go ahead. Nah. But um, real talk, is it better to give or receive? Damn. <laughs> time, is, it, is it better to give time or give money? <laughs> <laughs> the, 
I think it, I think it's better to give time. Um, time again, you can always make more money, right? Uh, but time is one of those things where you 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 can't get a lot of value off of giving your time to people, and you can make an impact on that person's life. Like a conversation sometimes can go deeper than a dollar, because if you can if you can talk to somebody and and really make them feel like somebody cares about them, because that's a, that's the a thing with homeless people too. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they just feel like nobody looks at them. Like they don't acknowledge their presence. Like they're not even human. Like they're not even there. Most people do not look at them. Yeah. Facts. Mm -hmm. But if you can speak to somebody that's in that position and let them know that somebody cares, that might make more of an impact on their life and their psyche than I'm just going to give you a dollar and not say nothing to you and drive off. Right. And it it can can go the, the the opposite way too because, I mean... Like I think there's a stigma on some homeless people that that all homeless people are are dumb or whatever or they they're, ain't they're dumb. beneath or they just because they're at a certain poverty a certain poverty level they don't have a certain intelligence. I mean, you you can maybe find out a lot about mm-hmm. a person regardless of what their what their monetary level is just by talking to them. Right. So just kind of how you said, you can instill something into that person. I can actually come back around. They can probably instill something into you. Facts. You know what I mean. Yeah. So for me, I think it's both because, you know, in order to have money, you have to spend time doing something, whether it's working, working a business or investing. So you do need the time aspect of it to help out a volunteer, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a, a soup shelter, you know, or helping out conversations. Right. But the money aspect has to be there as well, because you, if you're volunteering to give, to give food, but nobody put money for the food, then you know you can't give that time so i think it's a combination of both that's true that's a good point i mean we talk about hurricane relief and disaster relief i mean a lot of people can give a lot of time but we you know you need a lot of people to give up funds and money to actually make some stuff happen Mm -hmm. i mean and you know tying this uh back into the whole the money skills and balancing it out because again they say that people usually struggle with one or more of the three Mostly everybody there struggles with somebody struggles with the savings, the giving, the spending or a combination of the three mm-hmm. or at least two out of three. Give right. or take. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that does speak to the characteristics of people like, for example, like let's say um, a person just spends money and they never give and they never save. Well, that might be a really shallow person, mm. you know, characteristically like they're they they don't really all they do is consume. Right. You know, and so I, I think that's something to just be conscious of. It's like, okay, well, cool. These are the three money skills. You got your spending, you got your savings, you got your giving. Where am I strong at? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Where am I weak at? And let me kind of balance that out because uh, that's going to make me a more well-rounded person. And I don't think we really think about becoming a well-rounded person just by dealing with money. Mm. I agree. I agree. I think it's, it's it's a combination of everything you just said. And um, like just to kind of just think about what you're talking about, like one of them is a weakness. <coughs> I would maybe even consider giving as one of my weaknesses as much as I like to do it. And when I do it, I do like it. But I don't think I do it enough. You know, if we just be. I can see that. Yeah, you know that's saying? transparency. I mean, but at, at what point do you say is enough? Because at the same time, you don't want to give too much and give everything away. So it's all about the balance. Right. And you know, like for me, you know, personally, you know, my thing is saving. So mm-hmm. for 30 years now, that's been a, it's been a weakness, but 
it's something I'm working on. So mm-hmm. we're going to change that around and make this trim. So it's just a balance, making sure that you're not spending too much or so you have something to set, put back. And also it's all about budgeting. Right. You know, let's say if in a month, say, well, I have a hundred dollars I can give or where do I want to give to, whether it's church, whether it's homeless, whether it's a project or just a group, you know, it's just how much do you feel comfortable with? I don't think that it is, you'll need to put a price tag on it, but just whatever works best for your budget. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say mine again is the spending. My, my weakness is actually enjoying the money that I do save. Like it's, it's that, and my wife, of course, again, helps me with that. Uh, cause she gets me outside of my box, but, right. um, going back to your point, Abe, about giving, that's a good incentive because I remember, um, Jay, uh, Paul Meyer, uh, first recorded billionaire in America. Uh, he said this, he said, my goal in life is to make as much money as possible so that I can give it away before I die. And so that's a good incentive. Like, you know, we get, we kind of, sometimes we have this negative relationship with money and we think, well, if I get too much money, I'm going to change or I'm I'm not going to be a good person because we associate uh, money with the root of all evil when it says the love of money is the root of all evil. That's different. Money itself is just what you use it for. Mm -hmm. So if your intent with money is to give, to help other people, then you need to make more money because you can give more, you can help more people. So for you, saying well okay well i feel like i may not give enough that should be more incentive for you and for us to make more so we can help more right right you make a good you make a good point um about the whole nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no but you said um you said people kind of so people say money is the root of all evil right i don't think it is i think money just makes you more of what you already are so the more money you have the more Whatever type of personality you have, it comes out. So if you're an asshole when you broke, <laughs> you're gonna be a big asshole. You're gonna be a big asshole when you're rich. And vice versa. Vice versa. Like if you like giving or you like the idea of giving and you're poor, like when not poor, but if you're not making a lot of money, but then when you make a lot of money, that's just gonna enhance whatever personality you have. Not definitely agree with that because as what's a good way to say this? Um, just to say it. There you go. So let's say you're saying somebody's an asshole and if they're not making a lot of money, mm-hmm. it's not that the money prevents them from being a bigger one or being lesser one. It's just that the opportunities that you're afforded. So if you're in a situation where you have to work a job, well, your personality has to conform with whatever that job is. Mm-hmm. But if you're at a point where you don't have to work or you're your own, you're, you are your own boss there's nobody to put to put you in check so you get to really reveal who you really are Mm. so that's why i agree that you know money amplifies what you already are because you you. don't have to conform to anybody else you conform to yourself that's a good ass oh boy you circled that around okay yeah (laughs) yeah you tied a nice little bow on that but um well you know what uh before we um segue off of this uh one thing I, i saw something about uh judging people right and um, I found it interesting. They they were talking about how um, you know how you like sometimes you see somebody with a really nice ass car, and y'all may not do it, but some people will, will say to themselves, like, "Why does motherfucker gotta have this car like this? Like you don't really need all that." Or you you know you look at their house and it's just like, "Dog, you really don't need a oh, house that house. big." Like Reds, you don't really need. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> 
But um, but no, like like uh, I was reading this this article and it was talking about um, being careful when you judge. Uh, I think judging in itself is cool as long as you judge correctly. I think judging has a negative negative connotation, but like, heck, King Solomon was judging people. And he was really good at it. Like the dude was wise. He made a lot of great decisions. Uh-huh. So I don't have a problem with judging. I just have a problem with when you do it incorrectly. And what I mean by that is uh, they gave an example of um, somebody who has a $500,000 net worth. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, they have an $80,000 car. So you may look at their car and be like, well, damn, that car's too much. Like, that's you know why do you need an eighty thousand dollar car? Well, that that car is probably like six percent of his net worth, so he's actually being pretty frugal on the car. That's a much different thing than saying I have a forty thousand dollar car and I make fifty thousand a year. Yeah, that it's a little different. Yeah, yeah. It's my my whole issue with that and and judging. It's like you don't you don't know one. You don't know how much money people have. Right. And two, you don't even know what they're doing with their money you know what i'm saying so it's like if i have or if you see somebody who drives a nice ass car mm-hmm. and you judge them like you don't know what else they're doing with their money right they can have a foundation they can be building um a school see there was uh some i don't want to say some broad but some chick on tv <laughs> Good, good cover up. That was a great edit. Way some to, chick. Wow. There was uh, some, some chick. Broad. There was uh, some chick on TV uh, getting on LeBron, LeBron James. James. Oh no, that that broad. Yes. You know what I'm Once, saying? Yeah. And, no, fuck you know, that. Because they, you know, Kevin Durant and uh, LeBron James, they were saying what they had to say to, you know, saying what they were had, saying what they had to say about the president. And this woman was like, you know, pretty much talking down on. She him. was wilding. She was wilding out for real. But I mean, if you look and see what LeBron James has done for shit, Miami. Cleveland, the, the kids he's sending to school, like you don't see that. You just see a motherfucker on a basketball court dribbling right. a basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like that, that is what I. Yeah, that pissed like. me off. I, I ain't gonna lie. Like that, that got me heated because I'm like, I think at one point she she mentioned that um she was like Kevin Durant and LeBron, nobody voted for you, uh and I'm like, well technically they're in the All Star game. People did have to vote for that. So check your facts. And second of all, if you want to talk <laughs> right. about if you want to talk about voting, well. Motherfucker, more people voted for Hillary than Trump. What yeah. are you talking about? Mm, like, get your yeah. shit right. So I'm off. I'm I'm not gonna tear her, but I'm saying. So yeah, it's like it just just to go to my point. It's like you you see what you see what people are trying to do or people what people are doing, but you don't see what they've done in the background. Or you see what people have, but you don't see what they're doing in the background. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not the, it's not for everybody. That's not an absolute, but I mean, you don't know you don't know what people do with their money. Yeah, I mean, when you look at you know judge you know this people are judging people in general everybody judges and there's nothing wrong with judging it's just the perception and the con and the you know and the, and the actual connotation behind it because you know we all judge people that yeah. that's yeah. what dating yeah. is without a fact you know oh, so yeah you're so right oh, if you're know. dating somebody you're judging that person by their merit mm. by your conversation great point but right. what they do you know you're saying do i want to spend my life with this person that's a judgment it and is it's one that everybody makes it's nothing wrong making judgment that's how our society is built but uh, people take perception as reality out of context because mm-hmm. for workplace, yeah, it's fine. But like we're just saying with LeBron James, with Kevin Durant, people have a certain perception of them just because they dribble basketball for a living, they make millions of dollars. Right. Yep. That's only 1% of their life. 
Literally. Like every pretty much in every interview, Kevin Durant says, This is just basketball. There's more to life than just basketball. Exactly. So yes, that is one part of who they are, but it's not encompass everything. So if you are gonna judge somebody, make sure that you get all your facts. So that's what I say about that part. Just make sure that you make a sound judgment and not just surface not just surface level. That's real talk. And perception honestly can be deceiving. Because no, absolutely, hundred percent. You can you could be driving a nice ass car and be dead ass broke. Dead ass. Dead ass. Be like, oh man, he's looking successful. He look like money. Dead ass. And man. you, nah, bro. Like you miss one check and you're done. Yeah. So I mean, you just got to be careful with it. But I mean, I love what y'all y'all said about that. Just from a commentary standpoint, y'all are absolutely right. So, um, I mean, it is what it is. But yeah, that's. I, I, I'm trying not to say anything about her, so let's, let's, move, let's move on to something else. Right on, right on. Shoot, real quick before we jump into this next subject, we want to give a shout out to our video producer, Lifestyle Productions. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, he's, young he's Tony some, Montana. Yeah, young Tony, not young Troy. Uh, <laughs> now he's doing some fantastic work for us with the video editing and all that stuff. So definitely check him out. His IG is Lifestyle Productions, and that's L Y F E. Then style and then productions with an S at the end. Lifestyle productions. Fantastic guy. Um, so before we dive into this next segment, um, I really want to give my thoughts and prayers out to Stoneman Douglas High School. Yeah. So um, Stoneman Douglas is a high school that just experienced uh, a mass shooting. And I can't even begin to know what something like that could even feel like, you know, from the students to the faculty, you know, to the parents. And I say I say thoughts and prayers, but to be honest, I struggle with the phrase thoughts and prayers. Like, to be honest, I don't I don't like the phrase. Okay. I mean, I get it. You know, I understand mm-hmm. it. You know, we need to have sympathy and empathy for people who go through traumatic situations such as this one. And yes, we should be sending out our thoughts and prayers. But when I hear our, our leaders and our lawmakers, you know, the people who have opportunity and the power to make change, uh-huh. use the phrase thoughts and prayers. But then they don't follow it up Facts, with anything. Yeah. Yep. I feel like they're using that phrase as a way to weasel out of the situation. Yep. Like I can remember back as far as Columbine High School, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Two gentlemen walk into a high school, open up fire. We had our lawmakers that came out, gave their thoughts and prayers. The conversation of gun control went up and then it died down. Mm-hmm. Then what happened next? Virginia Tech. Yeah. Somebody opened up fire on a uh, university campus. A lot of makers came out, gave their thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Conversation gun control went up, and then it died again. And then you have Sandy Hook Elementary School. Mm. Wow. Somebody opened fires on an elementary school. Our lawmakers come out again, give their thoughts and prayers. Conversation of gun control and gun violence rises again, probably to its highest point. But nothing's going to happen. But then it died. But then it died. And then you have the movie theater in Colorado, the nightclub in Florida, the church in South Carolina, the concert in Las Vegas. And so now we're dealing with another mass shooting. And it's like, bro, the phrase thoughts and prayers, like it's it's so watered down to me because every time I see a mass shooting, I always see a situation that either myself or I could have known someone who could have been in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sandy Hook Elementary School. I have family and friends who teach. That could have very well been one of their schools. The movie theater in Colorado. That night they were seeing Dark Knight Rises. Man. That could have been oh, me. Man. That could have been that Rez. Could've, that definitely could have been me. That could have been J-Rock. Uh, Virginia Tech could have been the University of North Texas. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, at, at what point do you 
does something happen? And I understand that the the conversation about what we should do about guns is a complicated one, but I mean, I think there needs to kind of there needs to be a conversation that needs to happen. Yeah. So it, it I'm a little frustrated because I just had this conversation with a couple people on Facebook, um, and they jumped to the aid of the law, like to the side of well, we can't let a few people ruin it for everybody. But my main point on this is access how are these little people oh, i'm trying to edit myself how are these mfers getting these artillery units mm. like the kid the guy in vegas he had an artillery unit like that was no that wasn't a pistol right yeah this kid in florida like these aren't like just like they are getting access to all the all of these weapons and i'm like it's not it's not the weapon like i think somebody tried to argue with me he was like well weapons don't kill people people kill people people kill people with weapons fool yeah just straight up he was like well you can't stop a fool with a weapon don't give him the goddamn weapon if you have a kid in your house what do you do with the gun Mm. you hide it from them right well if the kid is um parallel with the community you hide the weapon from them. If they're not trained to have weapons, how are they getting so much access to this? Right. And then I'm looking at it from uh, there was like this news. Um, it's like this news clip where they were talking about um, all the GOP. And I'm not trying to make this political on one side, but facts are facts. They were talking about the GOP and they were talking about how uh, uh, the NRA was basically donating to them mm. and their campaigns. So it's like this cycle. It's like, okay, well, cool. I'm going to donate to the GOP. The GOP is going to take my money, but because they take my money, they have to do me a solid and give me favorable laws towards my guns, which are going to make me a profit, which gives me more money to give back to GOP so I can get more laws to give me more good access to guns. Like, it's a never-ending cycle. So miss me with the with the bullshit on the, well, we don't want to change the amendments. Motherfucker, that was written 200 years ago. Nigga, you ain't heard of progress? Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I agree with everything, everything you said. Because, like you said, the, when the, at the time that the laws were written, it was only one type of gun: muskets and pistols. And oh, it didn't matter that. if it was citizen or military; it was the same equipment for everybody. So, mm. at the time, that made sense. Uh, but, like I said, times have changed. You know, um, growing up, I grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't see as much as. Uh, I was growing up, but since I've been an adult, I've moved out to out suburbs. I've been in hoods. I've been in nice places. I've been in bad places. Right. But how much protection do you really need to protect your family? Thank you. You know, if you have a forty-five, a Glock, and a shotgun, why do you need a AR-15? Why do you need a submachine gun? The same amount of time it takes you to grab a handgun. It's the same amount of time it takes you to get a semi-automatic weapon. Mm. And it only takes one bullet to stop whoever, you know, is threatening your family. Mm. Now, on the same side of that, I was on Facebook, I would say two weeks ago. And it was this uh, black guy uh, who the news was showing, tatted up, dreads. And I was watching the video and he's training kids how to use guns. And my first thought, oh, this guy is an idiot. Mm-hmm. They're just putting on him because he doesn't know what he's talking about. They want to show us in a bad light. Mm-hmm. But then when I'm watching it, 
he's trying he's like well in the neighborhood that i live in this is my reality mm. this is this is gonna be my kids reality so i want them to know how to use weapons so right. that way if something happens it's not an accident you're not playing with it. No, I've, I've taught you that this is dangerous. Right. I taught you when to use it. I, he taught you how to load it. And then he flipped it on the news story where he's also teaching them about money. He's teaching them about self-improvement. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wow, this guy's actually pretty intelligent. And I think it's you need both. You need the educational piece with it to show that there's a time and place for when weapons need to be used. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the type of weapons that people have access to is now ridiculous. One of my friends was in the military. Uh, he did a tour overseas, came back home, and he was able to bring his gun with him. Mm. And this was a full militarized weapon. Right. And he brought it over to us, like, you know, you know, wasn't loaded, just let me look at it. And he also had his sidearm, knife, all that stuff with him. But anybody has that same access to it. But the difference is he's a trained professional. Mm. Yeah. You know, he knows what to do in a situation. You know, he's been under live fire. Yeah. You know, it's not just somebody, I saw an 80s action movie. Right. You know, I want to be like right. Sylvester, like Arnold. I want to look shit. cool. Yeah. You know, I want to look intimidating. Because if you're in a life of that situation, it's not how you look, it's how you respond. Yeah. And I think that's the most important part. Uh, yes, I believe that we don't need these type of weapons out here. But I think that there needs to be a bigger push for education of what to do in these type of situations. I got you. You know, you just brought something to my mind when you said Call of Duty. Let's think about this for a second. Has, if you've ever played online on Call of Duty, some of the most racist people in the world are online playing video games. If you are not a video game player, let's just go to social media. Let's just go to Instagram, Facebook. Some of the most racist, unintelligent, low lives are online. Your plan is to give people like that more access to weapons. Mm. You think that's a good idea? That's a good plan to protect the community. Just because you have the right to bear arms doesn't mean you need to bear arms. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're equipped to bear arms. Right. Dude hit me on my Facebook. We had a little uh, back and forth on this. He said, brother, if we go on to just say F the Constitution, I say we get rid of the First Amendment, not the Second. Stop. You fucking kidding me? You gonna get rid of the First Amendment before you get rid of the right to bear arms? The the amount of of just thoughtlessness mm. of human beings, rights, living people. Like, I'm sure he would not say that if his sister went to that high school. Yeah, of course not. I'm sure if he was directly affected, like, bro, okay, so you got all these guns, right? You have a right to bear arms. What are you shooting? What are you hunting? Right. I saw a nice comedy sketch uh, last night that I shared on my Facebook. It was, um, and it's not a race thing. It's just the sketch. Yeah. It was two white guys. They were stereotyped country bumpkins. And they were talking about how 
Like, it's a great thing that we have the right to bear arms. You know, we like, and they had their shotguns, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Muslim dude walks in between them. He's like, damn right. We all have the right to bear arms. Yes. And they start feeling uncomfortable. Oh, and they were like, well, where, where are you from? He's like, what do you mean where I'm from? I'm from the good old US of A. Right? And they were like, okay, well, what kind of guns do you have? We're like, what are you hunting? He was like, I hunt to protect. He's like, we are going to have our people armed to the teeth in case we need to protect ourselves. Hmm. And all of a sudden, the, the, the conversation changes now. Yeah. Yeah. So are you really about everybody having a right to bear arms or certain people having a right to bear arms or like what what is your uh infatuation with having the right to bear arms what are you shooting what are you hunting right right you, you made a you made a you made a, a good point because during all this conversation and, and just kind of listening to everything happen it's like what exactly needs to happen for something to change and i think like if somebody was affected personally like, mm-hmm. like you said, if it was old boys, daughters, high school, or oh, whoever's, then it's an issue. But if you just see it on TV, it's like, okay, well, no, nah, it's not a gun issue. It's not a gun issue. It's a people issue. Man, you know, when they, um, not to bring up another tragic story, but when they brought up, when 9 11 happened, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, dudes, you know, you know t- uh, took two planes into two buildings and all that stuff. Immediately, they changed the policy on how to get on the plane. What can you have? They brought in TSA immediately. Yeah, you know they, they yeah. liked they liked the uh they like access to the, the to the um cockpit. To, they, had, they had access to the pop cockpit. So like now it's like okay, you say guns don't kill people, people kill people. Okay, planes don't kill people, people kill people. But when planes go into buildings, uh-huh. you still find a way to change up mm, the policy. Great effing point on okay how how we need to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I just, I, I, but the plane companies ain't padding their pockets, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we can dance around this all we want to. This comes down to green. Yeah, no, no I definitely agree, hundred percent. Because the NRA is the biggest contributor, I believe, to most politics mm. in the history. Ever since the NRA has been in existence. Yeah, and it's it it goes back to what we said a couple weeks ago about marketing. People believe in marketing versus them looking up facts. You know, with uh, the whole craze with zombies, people market to hey, arm yourself against a zombie apocalypse. They were just there is no fucking zombie people apocalypse will do that coming. Shit. Yeah. People will do that shit. Yeah. But now because it sells, laws are enacted to now it's easier for you to sell to because we're marketing to it, we're selling to it. Mm-hmm. So that also becomes an issue. And what you were saying with rights, but what people don't realize with rights comes responsibility. Mm, Top that ish. That's true. Because we all have the right to drive, but you have to have license. You have to be taught and you have responsible. You have to be responsible with. That's why you have to have insurance. Mm-hmm. Just because you have the right to do something, you also have to be responsible with it. Right. And that's the piece that lawmakers and people in general, they don't, when we have this conversation, they don't think about that part. They say we have the right to, but are the people you're selling to, are they responsible enough to have that right. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. it, it, it's not, we're not saying take guns 
completely off the street, like ban guns. And I think people go to the extreme. They're like, oh, well, you know, I have a right to bear arms. You can't just take my guns away from me. We're just saying let's limit the access to the guns so that a kid can't just walk down the street, go to Walmart and buy a gun and then shoot up his classroom. You know, what's interesting that you mentioned that I was watching the clip uh, now this posted online and they were trying to figure out, OK, how easy is it to buy a gun too easy in, in the United States? You know what I'm saying? So mm. they, they did this little project. And what's, what's crazy is they were going to try to go into this um, this gun show, this huge gun show that was just taking place in Las Vegas. And they were trying to figure out, OK, how are you guys able to have a gun show in Las Vegas? This huge. That's crazy. This just happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So they weren't able to get in. But anyway. So they were like, okay, how easy is it to buy a gun? Because background checks are huge. Like, even because I, I own a gun. I have a firearm. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to, well, I may have my concealed carry license, so that counted as my background check to purchase a gun. But when they they were just online looking for a, a seller, right? Right. Find a seller, contacts the guy. The guy meets up with, the, um, they meet up in a parking lot, mm-hmm. exchange money for a gun. And that's it. Like wow. so, yeah. So I mean, it's like it's it's crazy how easy it is to access guns. We're not like I'm not even talking about like going to that's crazy. You know, to a real store, yeah, yeah. Gander Mountain and then like that. Like just meeting some dude on, on whatever. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And it's like because I know the argument too is well because people like you said people go to the extreme is like well you can't take my guns because criminal have, criminals have guns. I need to be able to protect myself from the criminals. Which I get, but it's still like I, it shouldn't be that easy mm-hmm. to have access to a firearm to purchase one. And when you need a gun, you need a gun. I'm not. I'm not saying like like if your life is being threatened and you need that gun, yes, you're gonna be very happy that you need that gun. Mm-hmm. But then percentage wise, how often are you getting robbed, fool? How like how often? Like how many times in your life can you count where you've been stuck up? Like for the population as a whole. Okay, so. I'm going to speak on that. So you been stuck up? No, never. I was about to oh, say. I was oh, like, oh, what? Oh, oh, like so, tell me the story, please. No, no. no. <laughs> so um, somebody I know actually was stuck up uh, at an apartment complex at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. Never happened before, but because of the experience, now the person's like, "Well, I'm gonna feel safer if I have a tool to protect myself." Respect. So I completely get that. That makes sense. I've been in a situation, wasn't stuck up, but. Uh, my car somebody was attempting to steal my car ah it's actually partly my fault but anyway it, so, it was partly your fault anyway so <laughs> wait it was okay so here's what happened your door's gonna lie to something go ahead and get the yeah, jokes off yeah, go so, ahead and get the jokes off here it comes here it comes it's coming <laughs> so full disclaimer uh, I did accidentally leave my, my car doors unlocked so um, I'm at home in my bed laying down I get called like hey you know J-Rock you leaving I'm like nah man I'm in the bed I'm chilling He's like, nah, crazy well, somebody's in, somebody's in your car. What? N- nigga. <laughs> so, get dressed. I go I go downstairs. At the time, I did have a gun with me. I knocked on the door with the pistol. Hey, yo, man, what's up? Can I help you? <laughs> like, what's up? Like, straight up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, hey, it's like, hey, man, this is hey, my car. Nah, this ain't your car. You need to get out right now. Damn. And... Yeah. And, you know, he, you know, got out, he ended up, he left, you know, called the cops, the cops found him. He was high or he was drunk. Yeah, that, that dude was on PCP. And, um. He was gone. You know, so basically, but, you know, of course, before the, before the cops got there, I put the gun away. 
No. Smart man. <laughs> Black man threatening white guy stealing his car. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, probably I, wouldn't have worked out well for you. But anyway, so the cops get there, they find him, and uh, not to segue off of the topic, uh, but they tell him, like, hey, you know, he didn't technically steal it, he was just in it. No. So Ooh, we can't arrest him. That made me so mad. How do you but, how did, no, what? He was just he, he didn't steal it, he was just in he it. He was just in he it. He was just See? in it. That's he that didn't double steal it. There double was standard no bullshit. intent. He was he's not in his right mind. Um, See, if you if you want to press charges, we can, but we can't arrest him. See now, if I would have touched him with that with one of them bullets, that, then we would have had a problem. Issue. Yeah, oh yeah. See, that's a double standard bullshit. I I remember that, dog. Yeah. Clear as day. I remember that. So, but you know, to to get back to the original topic, mm. you know, if I didn't have a gun in my hand, would I have been that bold to just knock on the car door window? It's like, hey, what's going on? Mm. So I understand the, when people say that you know, hey, guns are necessary. Yes, I agree with that. But at the same time, you don't need to have all types of guns. And if somebody's going to the store, you know, to buy a gun, why would they need to buy 15 carts of ammunition? Thank you. What are you shooting up? You know, what are you doing? If you're going to gun range, you just need the amount of bullets for the gun range, and that's it. Okay. I'll, I'll speak on that. Because that's actually a good point. Because my, my whole argument is... is access like we need to have something but there's i mean there's websites where you can go and buy 500 2000 rounds of ammunition and have it show up at your doorstep it's crazy you know what i'm saying because when i do because i'll do tech i'll do defense training in oklahoma and we go through a lot of rounds right and so i'll need a lot of rounds to go so but yeah i mean it's it's just as easy as going online asking how many i want and then them literally showing up at my doorstep yeah like I'm of sound mind, but yeah. the dude in Las Vegas, he had how many rounds of ammunition? Too many. Way too many. So, I mean, and mind you, I'm not, I'm not even against guns, but like, I'm not against guns, but if the only solution was everybody gave their guns up, criminals, everybody, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate at all to do it yeah. at all. You know what I'm saying? But I just, I don't, I don't know what the, what the solution is, but I, I mean, some like, there needs to be at least one step. Something, fact, got, something got to happen. The man. fact that we've had all these these shootings or what have you, and like there's not one, like there's not even an attempt, like a bill or nothing, yeah. a legislation like of anything. And to tie this back to the beginning, uh, before we move off of this, um, is thoughts and prayers, right? That's that thoughts and prayers is that BS. Like it, it's like. All the politicians want to be Bible thumpers when when they run it. For election right oh, but what's yeah. the bible say faith without actions is dead is dead so you miss me with the thoughts and prayers if you're not going to put no action behind it right this is dead there's, there's nothing there's nothing to talk about that like I, I don't think i've had heard it better than the way you articulated it at the beginning of this segment is just like the cycle the thoughts and prayers you know the the false conversations that we have the outrage it goes down it disappears and then we just start the cycle over. It happens over again. So, so yeah, man. So that's it. That's it with that. Y'all have anything to say on that? Uh, no, I'm just gonna go ahead and close it out with uh, a joke that Chris Rock said, and uh, I believe it was bigger and blacker. You know, when uh, I think it was right after Columbine or one of the shootings, he's like, "We don't need gun control. We need bullet control." Because mm. if bullets cost five thousand mm. dollars, and if it was a drive-by. Mm. 
You know he meant it. Yeah, you, know you really want to kill that, that motherfucker. <laughs> like, like, God damn it, Chris Rock is a genius, bro. Like, yeah, right dog. On. If it costs you five thousand dollars a bullet, yeah, you wanted him dead. He did something. Hey, yeah, he, he, did he did something. He did something. That's real talk. Shout out J Rock. That, that was that was real good. Talk. That was good stuff. J Rock with the Chris Rock. Man, so Rock in the building. All day. Yeah. Speaking of Chris Rock and Chris Brown, we gonna move on to catch that beat. <laughs> Chris Rock. I had to tie the Chris No, I mean, honestly, like, the segue was actually complete. Like, J Rock actually segued perfectly. You just kind of reset us. It's, it's okay. My bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm working on the whole segue. Like, he hit the, he hit the, he hit the, the white ball into, on the pool table and they spread out and you just, like, kind of put the triangle back up and just. Damn. Uh, my, that was my fault. You know, I, yeah, okay. So. I don't even count anymore. It's fine. All right, so we're going to go ahead and segue into the smooth R&B. I, right. I can take an L now. I don't, I, I'm good now. All right, so, A, you ready? I guess. Rez? I'm always ready. All right, so we can go ahead and jump off things. Here we go. I'm not ready. <laughs> oh, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson, Billie Jean. That sounds like something Carlton's dancing off of. Is that the original? Yeah. Oh. Mm. All right. So, all right. Here we go for the round two. Oh, Contagious. Isaac oh. Brothers, Ronald Isaac. R. Kelly. No, R. Kelly was in the video. Split that. What you mean R. Kelly was in the video? R. Kelly was in the video. He wasn't, he didn't have a voice. Ronald Isley sung that whole song. R. Kelly just mouthed the voice when he got caught in the bedroom. Okay. Damn. So we we, we tied still. It's 1 1. Y'all both got half and half. Well, no, I got Billie Jean. He said Michael Jackson. I said Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. So 1 1 1. Okay, cool, cool, cool. He said Let me keep it scoping. Oh, you're doing better this time. I am. Uh, music so child love. This nigga really bought our R and B. This motherfucker. That's my shit. That's my shit. Hey, this album actually went very hard. Yeah. Y'all remember previous cats? Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm gonna play that for y'all. Dog. Music so child. Lady, boy. Y'all remember this video? Yeah, yeah. That's what you do when you can't hit that note. Yeah. People like you remember that. Y'all remember that video? What's the next R&B song we gonna hit up? Well, this is like we can't even get no fucking rotation off these songs. Mm-mm. Let's see. Nah, be not today. They know how that shit feel. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what's nah. the count? Oh, I got two. Two, two, one. Yeah, two one. Yeah. Right. I didn't think that next song was gonna be R&B. I thought he was gonna switch it up. Nah, this isn't. This brought straight R&B classics. Boy, I believe it. I believe it though. Yeah, I believe him too. 50 Cent, 50 Cent Majestic. Magic no, Little Magic Kim Magic Majestic. Stick. It's Little Kim Majestic. It's 50 Cent. Nah, that's Little Kim. It's 50 Cent. 50 Cent's featured. featured. Lil Kim. No, no, that's on Little Kim's album. Look that up. That's that's featuring 50 Cent. Magic Stick, 50 Cent. Because that was off of, that was off La Bella Mafia. I got the Magic Stick. I know it was. I made it twice. 
I don't doubt Rez. He was right on that Kamikaze and uh. Man, I was I was kind of pissed off about that shit. Yeah, look there you go. Lil Kim featuring Fifty Cent Majestic. Keep Man, my points, that's, that's what you typed in. Yeah, that's what if you type in Fifty Cent. It's off her album, man. Hey, 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 type in Fifty Cent featuring Lil Kim. Yeah, it's gonna be the same I shit. I bet it's the same shit. We need to go to the official. He gonna go to YouTube. We need to go to the official. All right, all right. Anybody can type YouTube something. YouTube Reds. Don't let's go. Let's go to La Bella Mafia. Dog. I know my hip hop. Don't don't. <laughs> Go ahead, move was, on. That, was that your last song? Oh, no, no, we got them all. Okay. This for game? Yeah. I'm winning. No, we tied. I just got Lil' Kim Majesty. Oh, okay. I Okay, whatever. All right. I'm trying to hang on. I see. All right, here we go. Buster Rhymes past Kavasia. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I can't think of the name of it. That's what, uh, oh, what, what, um, don't this shit make a nigga wanna jump? They were, oh, they were doing yeah. Harlem Nights. Yeah. They were doing Harlem Nights in that video. Act a fool. You better watch. Yeah. That's what's up. I'm a bust Damn. Hey, Nah. Yep, there we go. I had them. Well, what? That's off the album. Oh yeah, okay, I see it. It's probably it's probably fifty cent song too. You know that shit you pulled last week. No, what? Oh, you know, well, no, what, what happened? It was fifty cent song. I'm pretty sure he just sold it to her. I believe that too. Okay. You got anything else? Uh, let's see yeah, what else you got? Let's let some rise so we we don't just body these segments. Alright, so I got two more now. Left off an R&B rise. No, nah, we'll do the R&B uh, do the other song rise. Here we go. Let me see. I mean, you I mean, know, boy, you're not yeah. on YouTube today. Yo, yo, uh, <laughs> yo, DJ segways. You're not on YouTube today. We got no advertising today. You I'm talking about what's going on. <laughs> oh, Jay Z. Uh, Jay Z. Nah, yeah. yeah. That I hated crazy. this song. This song was trash, bro. What? I like Ho, but this song was garbage. This song, boy, you crazy. The, no, the verses were dope, but that beat, like, come on. Bro. You don't like the beat? I don't like the beat. You recognize that, beat that beat is, that beat go hard. Nah, I mean, it, it went hard in, like, 89. <laughs> Son, do you know what I'm stopping you for? Because I'm young and I'm black and my hat's real low. Do I look like God, I'm he bodied that verse. Sir? I don't know. Why did Jay come back? That was a perfect album to leave. The yeah, no. That's what it's all about. I did get Beach Share though after that. Beach Share was dope. This uh, last one I got for you boys. Oh, Casey one. and JoJo all my life. Why did you play this early? You could have gave him a win. I would have never got this shit. You don't know the song? No, I know the song, but I never would have guessed oh, the like. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to play this all RB tracks. Yeah, I see. I learned how to play. Damn, this nigga, that was a strong ass snap. Yeah, like you said. Were you in a band? So this is one of the first time I learned how to play on a piano. That was an underrated joke. <laughs> it was. It was. But um, yeah, dog nah, shit, man. You like, man, you know how to play this on the piano, bro? Man, them, man, them girls was like, oh, you can play the piano. It was this, and it was a uh, crook for life. Y'all probably know what that is. I'm a crook for life. Yeah. You don't wanna with me. Oh my god. See, god. I was gonna, I was gonna have that as a song as one of my catch my beats, but. Catch that beat, but I didn't think y'all would know that shit because they from yeah. Dallas. Well, and then uh, uh, what was it, Mr. Lucci? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you know that song? How did that go? Mr. Lucci be coming up the block. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, that was fire. Doc, damn man, you took me back to the school bus, dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all remember Dallas niggas like that? Okay. 
Yeah, you're, see, you're a smoke you, stick you, from me. No, nah, it's hip hop. Because you lost it last week with Kyle tripping and worst behavior. I was like, man, this nigga. I was wild on the worst behavior. All right, man. Niggas is also wilding on forever. I ain't gonna point at nobody. That nigga, that nigga, I ain't gonna point everything. I was like, everything, nigga? You said everything? Alright, so anyway, this is gonna wrap up this show real quick. Yeah, you Alright, man, we got anything else before we out of here? Oh. Oh. Girl Scout cookies are good when you get them. <laughs> Two dollar cookies are bad, huh? Yeah. Two dollar cookies are cookies, nigga. Shit, <laughs> nigga, they hit me for two dollars for one cookie, bruh. What? One. Talking about profit margin, nigga. Good lord, man, that's profit sharing for real. That came up on me, dog. Oh man, shit. I guess we got it. This is boy King Gave, J Rock, Young Res. Speak between the lines. We out of here. Really want me to say one? No, I didn't want you to say it because I knew you was gonna say it. Deuce. Why do you do that? Deuces. What is two? Say what deuce. Is what, what is, is deuces? Please. I've been wanting. To, hold on. Stop it. We're not ending this episode. <laughs> Listen, I've been wanting to ask you this for like four episodes. I say one because that's my thing. What is two? What is what is two? About? Two is deuces. Peace. Peace out. Nigga, I thought you were just saying. Nah, I thought nah, y'all were counting. Nah, nah, it was all behind it. No, because it, it, it was funny. It was just funny as hell. No, because low, <laughs> low key, I was like, so is Abe supposed to say three now? Is is, is Abe <laughs> the one fucking this up? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I wasn't gonna say three now. I'll all right, y'all there. Right now. All right, what? Why? Why? Why, why not just say deuce? Two. Deuces. Two. Why you gotta say two? It's because it's funny. <laughs> See, do you hear laughter? Thank you. <laughs> we out, man. Oh, we out.